Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, March 28th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are in the middle of the craziest time of year. Oh my god. Not only did we have a ton of stuff come out in the podcast feeds over the weekend, some of them are kind of dated at this point. We had a special interview that I did with uh, Marissa Licata ahead of her shows on Sunday night at Birdland, so you can listen to that even though the shows are over. Jennifer McHugh and I did a special Some Like a Pop episode where we went through all of the Academy Awards. Um, depending on when you're Ooh. listening to this, you it might be over. It might not. Maybe. You might be able to hear this uh, and listen to that episode beforehand. So that's in the feed. Awesome. We also had our latest This Week in Theater episode in which Jen did an interview about a Ventura, California-based production of Twilight, Los Angeles, 1992. And I did one with the creators of the new musical, The Pretty Pants Bandit, which will be having its world premiere production late, starting later this month, actually later this week even, um, at the Georgia Ensemble Theater in Roswell, Georgia. And then we talked about national tours and um, Cyrano the movie, Drive My Car the movie, both theatrically related. So check that out. Very then nice. on, Yeah, good stuff there. Then in this week on Broadway, they talked about a host of things, including the new, um, new World Stages play slash play with music called Little Girl Blue, which is about Nina Simone. Mm -hmm. They also talked about the Bridges of Madison County at the Axelrod Performing Arts Center with Kate Baldwin and Aaron Laser, the Chinese Lady at the Public Theater, and a ton of other stuff. So check out all of that stuff in the podcast feed. We are recording before the Academy Awards. There will undoubtedly be a number of theatrically related things that win, including one Ariana DeBose, who I can guarantee is going to win an Oscar. Um, So we'll talk about all of that stuff uh, on the next Tomorrow. episode, yeah. but I do have some awards and movie stuff later in this episode. Um, but before we get into all of the news, Ashley, you were going to yeah. run through all of the insane amounts yeah. of things that are beginning <laughs> performances this week. So hit me with what we have to keep an eye out for. I come prepared. So Monday, today, the 28th, we have Plaza Suite opening. Uh, the third Sunday is Paradise Square's opening, and then we have a ton of previews that are coming this week all on the 29th we have how i learned to drive macbeth and the little prince on the first we have the skin of our teeth and for colored girls who have considered suicide slash when the rainbow is enough and on the second of april we have the minutes opening so a very busy week for previews and openings we're kicking it off i know (laughs) I know I have a lot of friends and you do too, and just people I know on social media who love to go to first previews. I'm sure their heads yeah. are spinning when there are multiple first previews on the same day. Like, where do I go? What do I see? Yeah. I'm sure it is very difficult for some you of you. You need to teach a course on uh, show schedule management, clearly. How to get five shows in one day. I've done it and I uh, could do it again. I know. Uh, just someone just needs to let me know. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so let's get into the news. And actually, we've got to add another. Another thing to the schedule, not for this week, um, but another thing returning to Broadway as Girl from the North Country announced that it will be coming back to the Great White Way. Emphasis mostly on white for this show, although there are some people Mm. of color in there. Um, They will be returning for 50 performances this spring. 5-0, a very limited return engagement. But they will be coming back to the Belasco Theater where they originally played on Broadway, which is noteworthy, and we'll get into that. They will begin performances on April 29th. They will run through Tony's Weekend on June 
June 11th. Obviously, by doing this, they are trying to encourage Tony voters who didn't see it the first time around or the second time around to get in there uh, and see it, but also probably more than anything to just remind people who did see it, how much they liked it because it did do very well in terms of the critical reviews. And while I think it's probably lost some steam in the best musical category, I think it still is a contender. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't your favorite. I think I liked it off Broadway more than you liked it when you saw it in London. Um, But it, it still did really well, and I think it's a show that would appeal to Tony voters. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, a couple notes about it, though, uh, because as we talked about, as you and Grace talked about last week, Mark Kudish will be one of the stars of the upcoming Out of Town tryout for the Trading Places musical at the Alliance mm-hmm. Theater in Atlanta. He will not be returning to the show. He will be replaced by a fellow stage and screen star, Craig Bierko, um, who mm-hmm. I always enjoyed. I loved him on Boston, um, Boston and legal back uh, in the yeah. day yeah with uh with Denny one Crane. james spader james spader william shatner of course the other thing to note is that this is running through june 11th at the belasco as i said yep. previously to kill a mockingbird had announced that they would be returning to broadway at the belasco theater on june 1st yeah. now obviously that's not going to happen however um according to a spokesperson for to kill a mockingbird they are still planning a broadway return but they did not offer any further details now i have heard that it is still undecided whether or not to kill a mockingbird comes back sure um I, there's such a huge gap in terms of when they shut down performances earlier this year and when they would have to come back if it is at the belasco theater which would have to be I mean, late June, early July at the earliest. Mm -hmm. Um, But that thing was doing really well. I believe it had already recouped. It was selling tickets really well. It was offering. I mean, it was having Greg Kinnear come in. Um, I don't know if he just wasn't selling as well as Jeff Daniels, but it seems weird to me that a show that was was doing that well. It was the highest American grossing play on Broadway of all time, too, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. It, it's it's really just kind of insane that we have this show that was seemingly a success in all, you know, other than the fact that it wasn't nominated for Best Play, although I think that had as much mm. to do with its producer as anything else. Yeah. Um, a success in every imaginable way, and it's kind of just going to fade away um, p- partially because of the pandemic, partially because maybe its lead producer is persona non grata now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but it does seem weird, but... Uh, who knows? Maybe it comes back to the Belasco in time for like the 4th of July weekend or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with this because like, as you mentioned, this was such a success, obviously. Um, and I said that it was one of you know the most selling American play that had been on only to be beaten by Harry Potter, which obviously not an American play. Um so it's really fascinating. And I think a lot of it has to do with the producer. I think a lot of it just has to be the fact that it has been running for a while at this point. And we have so many shows that are trying to get on the boards of Broadway that they might realize that they need the space at this point. Uh, there's, there are a lot of factors here with the show. It's really interesting to me that we have a double booking of a theater technically at the moment. <laughs> uh, so really interesting all the way across. I would not be surprised. 
to not see it come back at this point for exactly the reason I said. I think we have too many things that are going to be coming in. They're also, they're about to start a tour. They've already started a national tour. Yeah, it started remember. on, it started on Sunday, actually, yes. while we're recording. There it's we go. the first day. There we go. So that might be kind of their, uh, their trade off here because obviously it's a show that has extremely good name recognition. Uh, and probably oh, yeah. honestly, at this point, that's a show that if you're coming to New York as a tourist, that might be the show that draws exactly. you in. And if we're not having a lot of tourism right now, that is one thing. Um, but that's obviously something that seems like it's going to do really well on a tour. Yeah, I agree. I think it's weird, but I think you are right that it's kind of like a perfect storm of all of the different factors. Pandemic, yeah. uh, Rudin, the run, changing stars, having to change theaters. It's a, it's a weird situation, but one that will be fascinating and interesting to see, especially as the show goes out on tour. All right. Let's talk about some show and casting news and let's start with two. Uh, Off-Broadway extensions, which I am very excited about. The first one comes from the Public Theater, and the new musical by Shayna Taub, Suffs, yes. has announced its second extension. This one is an extra two weeks. It had already extended to May 1st, which is I actually gotten a ticket to see the very last performance of the last <laughs> extension, which is fine. I'm super happy for this one yeah, to no, extend definitely. so more people can see it. This is... Like, this is starting to feel like Hamilton. Um, okay. and I would not, I, I hate to put any show in comparison with Hamilton in terms sure. of hype, but it's a show that's starting at the public. Um, also mm-hmm. has Philippa Sue in the cast. Um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those, it's about American history, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I, I mean, it's starting to feel like that in terms of buzz and the word of mouth. It hasn't even opened yet. It officially opens on April 6th. Yeah. So it's starting to feel like this show could be the next big thing. And I would not be surprised if this doesn't no, end up on either. Broadway in a year at the absolute latest, if not in the fall. I'm absolutely sure. It'll be nice in tandem with 1776, too. All mm-hmm. female 1776 happening at what, American Airlines? Um, I don't have they announced the location for it on Broadway. I, I know it's going to ART, I believe, this summer, but I think things have changed. It had originally, I think, supposed to go to American Airlines, but I'm not sure what roundabout is doing at this point. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's move on to another extension, which is a little less heralded, but one that I'm also incredibly excited about. And this comes yeah. from Lincoln Center Theater and LCT3, the new production of Brenna Turner's new play. At the wedding, Ashley. I don't know if you have any intention of seeing this. I would highly, highly recommend that Not you see sure. this show. I know show. you liked. Uh, I, 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 I just don't know it. if I'm gonna get to it, but I, I saw your social media post of the like th- very few shows you actually got to see I while know. you were here, um, and seemed like you like it. I didn't. I don't honestly know much about it, so oh. that's always exciting for me. As far as like if I'm gonna see a show, I like to go in with as little knowledge about it as possible. So I'm kind of keeping it there. All right. Well, I won't tell. Do you want me to give you the the nuts and bolts? The bare bones. Okay. Yeah. Well, first off, it's now extended through April twenty fourth. It was originally scheduled to run through April seventeenth. So you cool. have an extra week. In the play, it follows, and I'm going to read the official press description just so I don't bleed any of my own personal nice. thoughts into okay. it. But it follows the world's loneliest and wittiest single woman, Carlo, as she crashes her ex girlfriend's wedding. 
to a man through a series of flirtations, conversations, and collisions with past lovers, old enemies, new friends, and perfect strangers. Carlo strives to understand whether or not heartbreak is a permanent human condition. I loved this show. This is one of my favorite new plays that I've seen in a long time. Uh, It was smart. It was funny. It had something to say, and it was really incredibly well staged by Jenna Warsham. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, and uh, it was is uh, obviously a a weird trip for me in terms of the number of things that I saw, but I think yeah. it would have been a highlight on my trip if I had seen everything, um, and it definitely was. So highly recommend folks checking that out upstairs at the Clear Tau Theater uh, nice. on top of Lincoln Center. LCT, I will be in touch soon. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is the weirdest story that I think we've uh-huh. ever talked about. <laughs> I it saw was, it directly before we started recording, and I yeah. was aghast. Yeah, so last week, the Arkansas Repertory Theater announced their cast for an upcoming run of Sondheim and Lapine's Into the Woods. Mm-hmm, It'll be well. running from April 19th through May 15th. And while we are all very excited about the star-studded production that is coming to New York City's on- City Center Encores Damn during right. the run of this show... I feel like the Arkansas rep might have won up to that production <laughs> because in the role of the giant, I'm assuming this is a, this is the, the giant's wife, I, I think is how it's normally credited, but I don't know, is former Secretary of State, New York Senator, and First Lady of the United States, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, in fairness, this is a pre-recorded voice role that happens sure. offstage. Uh, I believe Judy Dench did it in the most recent Broadway revival um, of the show that was mm. Vanessa Williams led. Um, uh, so, you know, this is not something she's going to be in the wings, like talking into a mic every performance. That would but be the fact funny. Oh, it would be hilarious I if she came know. out and bowed. It, yeah. I would, too. I literally was like, how far is Arkansas from here? Uh, my family's from Arkansas. My grandparents met as students at the University of Arkansas. Oh. So I could go back um, and check that out. But uh, absolutely fascinating. I was literally like last week thinking about the fact that like Hillary hadn't been to a Broadway show since reopening. Obviously, COVID concerns. She just mentioned the fact that um, she had been diagnosed with COVID. So that's what actually got me thinking about it. Notably Uh, a huge Broadway and theater fan in general. We've seen her at many, many, many shows. Yeah, and obviously um, her husband, Bill, was the former governor of Arkansas. They are from Arkansas. So that yeah. makes sense why this happened. But just what a crazy, <laughs> crazy story. Absolutely. I saw the a headline for it, like I said, before we started recording and was just like, what? And then you think about it, it. And of course, all the pieces make sense. Yeah. So great. I like it. Have, yeah. have fun, Arkansas rep. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and also there's a ton of like, let's get her to do something on Broadway, like next yeah. production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Seventy-six. Well, there's no voice. <laughs> I'd like to have her on stage, but I mean, if she wants to do voiceover stuff, like there's the uh, the Walter totally. Cronkite, Anderson Cooper voice narration of How to Succeed. How to succeed. Um, plenty Any of kind other of narrators things. for that matter. She could be yeah. man in the chair of Drowsy Chaplin oh, too. Why she not? would be a phenomenal man in chair because I feel like that's actually probably a fairly good representation of her love of musical theater probably probably 
All right, so let's get into some theater on screen news. The recent London production of Anything Goes starring Sutton Foster is coming to the United States in movie theaters. It actually started on Sunday. There will be another performance uh, that you can stream in various theaters across the country um, on March 30th. We will have a link in the show notes to where you can see it. Um, I always love seeing these things on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, we told you that we are recording before the Academy Awards, so we do not yet know if Lin-Manuel Miranda will win his EGOT or P-Goot or whatever we're calling it. Um, well, it's like <laughs> the Pulitzer, EGOT, uh, Pulitzer, Pulitzer, Emmy, yeah, yeah. Grammy, Oscar, Olivier, Tony. Oh, um, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And then I think we also threw in a like the, G- the MacArthur Genius Grant. Uh, we could do that. But anyway. Alphabet soup. I mean, he's got literally got an award for every letter in the alphabet. I'm not surprised. Um, But if he does win or if, um, you know, Andrew Garfield wins for the movie that he directed, Tick, Tick, Boom, he will not be at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles to celebrate because his wife tested positive for COVID after they'd flown across the country. Lynn and their kids are all negative, but obviously out of abundance of caution, he will be watching from... I don't know, the hotel or wherever it is he's staying in Los Angeles, um, cheering everybody on. So that's obviously super disappointing for him, especially if he wins. That would have been such a great moment. But um, Mm -hmm. I predicted in our Sound Like a Pup episode that he would win uh, Best Original Song for Encanto. Jen, who is a diehard Lin-Manuel Miranda fan, uh, did not. Uh, She predicted that No Time to Die from... Uh, Yeah, I'm with her. I think so, too. Yeah, I think it could be either one at those points, but I feel like Definitely. that Encanto surge is real. So it's we will have possible. to see. And also just getting the EGOT out of the way of this film. Yeah, because it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, but the Academy Awards are not the only movie awards that happened over the weekend. The Golden Raspberries, colloquially yeah, known as the Razzies, did happen over the weekend. And normally I would avoid talking about these. In fact, I didn't talk about the nominations, although there are a tons of theater-related things in there. The reason I'm deciding to talk about them is because since the Razzie nominations came out, <laughs> the movie slash show that ended up winning the most Razzies has kind of embraced the Razzie nature of of it. And that is Diana, the musical. Um, It won five Razzies leading the way. Congratulations! Yeah, it won for worst picture, worst actress, worst supporting actress. How freaking dare you? Worst director and worst screenplay. (laughs) That means um, that... uh, Screenplay. Yeah, that is weird to me. So Jenna DeWall yeah. won for worst actress. Judy Kay, the legendary Judy Kay, uh, won, won worst supporting actress for Queen Elizabeth and Electric Barbara Cartland. Chair. Seriously, unfreaking acceptable. Um, some other winners, I guess. Worst actor <laughs> was LeBron James. Ben Platt, he beat Ben Platt and wow. Will Hartram. Um, you also had um, Jared Leto for House of Gucci, Bruce sure. Willis. So worst performance. This is a real category. R- worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. There were <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nominees. 
Wow. Um, <laughs> absolutely crazy. But Christopher Ashley, Tony winner Christopher Ashley won yeah. for worst director. Um, but, you know, like I said, I would normally avoid these things, but they seem to have embraced this kind of hate watch thing. Sure. Um, so I thought it was worth saying. Favorite. The gays yes. love it. So why not Correct. embrace it? Absolutely. Congratulations to all the winners and nominees. <laughs> Losers and nominees? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So one last thing that we will wrap up the weekend with. First off, if uh, this isn't in the script, but over the weekend, they had the first performance of the Broadway revival of Funny Girl. It mm-hmm. seems to have gone incredibly well. Everybody and their mom was there. So tons of social media. That was fun to watch. Um, I always love the first preview reactions because yeah. it is either the greatest thing in the world or the worst thing in the world, uh, depending on who you are. The, and also just incredibly vague is somewhere yes, in the middle. of, of the, course. Of anyone that's not technically allowed to talk about it yet, but will certainly never stop talking about it in a couple more yeah. weeks. Absolutely. So, um, so there is that. But the other one, as we are coming up on the 10th anniversary of the stage version of Newsies, Theaterly, um, which if you're not familiar with Theaterly, it's a great, uh, mm-hmm. new website aimed towards a younger theater demographic than what normal theater websites are. Um, but, uh, Amanda Marie Miller for Theaterly did an exhaustive oral history on Newsies that included, um, my friend Aaron J. Albano, Kara Lindsay, Tommy Brock, Alan Macon, Jeremy Jordan, Garrett Hall, so many people uh, that have been a part, Harvey Firestein, so many people from throughout the history of Newsies dating back to the film, to the Broadway version. Um, it's a really great read to kind of hear how this show came together, a show that I really love. Um, I know Grace does as well, um, but I uh, really enjoyed reading through this, so I would highly recommend it if you are a Newsies fan. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget, you can get all of that content I mentioned on the show at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And if you pay attention, coming up this week, a little bit of a change over on the Patreon mm. in terms of some scheduling stuff. So we aren't, aren't going to talk about that. We don't talk about changes yet, um, to uh, paraphrase Lynn manuel Miranda. Um, but you can also get our Jennifer McHugh and I's Some Like a Pop Oscar episode only there, nowhere in the regular feed. But have a wonderful week, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>